Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Beat me up on the mamas of all mama shit. Hey, I'm looking through my telescope and I see a mothership. Is that you? Beat me up. Hey, DA, I'm thirsty, man. Could you beat me up for a cold one? Hey, DA, what's going on, baby? Stop me off and beat me up. DA wants to silly owe permission to get in that mothership. Is my window seat still available? Beat me up. What's going on, DA? Hey, man, I need you to do me a huge favor. My co-worker's a jerk. Oh, just beat me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. And uh, happy Wednesday to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you dropping on by. Big final two hours of the show. In 20 minutes, the story that was made for the mothership. Bill's fan goes missing, is found smeared in human waste, in a 40-foot hole next to the stadium. Footage at 11. That's coming up in 20 minutes as part of Stun to a News. In 40 minutes, Clemson looking to regain its mojo this weekend. And next hour, the great Steve Largent is going to join us. Late addition to the show, which is great. Hall of Famer, one of the great wide receivers of all time, Steve Largent, Seahawk legend, will join us next hour. The New York Jets are licking their wounds, and the New York Jets are... They're sideways. They're emotionally sideways, and they don't know how to respond and I understand why you know you build up you puff out your chest and you walk taller and you talk bigger for five months and you talk and you hear other people talking Super Bowl and doing things that no Jets team has done in more than 50 years and you start to believe in a different reality same old Jets, catchphrase, slogan, signature for that franchise for many, many moons. If you talk Super Bowl about the Jets, you come off as delusional, as silly, and people make fun of you and say, when will you learn? But this offseason was different. You could credibly make a case about the Jets being a Super Bowl team. They already had a defense installed that was very good last year. They had this 
up-and-coming, bright, young, starred wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. They have a run game, not only Brees Hall, who was excellent before he was injured last year, but also adding Dalvin Cook. And you put into that, that recipe a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, suddenly you can make the, the football argument. There's no weakness here. There's no weakness. And then when that quarterback comes in, and not only is he a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's talking big. He's embracing the challenge. He's telling these guys how great they can be. By virtue of his confidence, everybody else is even more confident. Well, now you can very credibly walk around and hear Super Bowl talk and not have to cringe and not have to hide and not have to worry. Yeah, that's who we are. And in the blink of an eye, it was over. And they knew it. They knew it. And which is why they played like they were, you know, a team with with no eyeballs on that opening Monday night when Rodgers went down for so long of that game. Now, give the Jets credit. They found a way to stay in it. Josh Allen threw them a bunch of passes. They returned the, the punt for a touchdown. It was a it was an exciting victory, but for most of that game, they are going through the motions because they know, oh my God, oh my God, everything that we just were taught or felt or believed is gone. And then they were forced, like many Jets fans, to reckon with the reality. And what do you do? There are 16 more games to go. And you don't want to just be like, life is over, sorry. You want to believe. That's the human natural instinct. Hope, belief, you keep going. And you find ways to mentally keep turning the wheels to go, no, there's a chance. No, there's a chance. Oh, there's a chance. If this, 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 we can do this. Because you're not ready for the party to be over before it even began. And this is where they are right now. Now, they just watched Zach Wilson play like absolute garbage. And some of the reality started to sink in. But you still have the element of Cowboys are a great defense. Maybe the best defense in football. They're going to do that to a lot of teams. We believe in Zach. Zach puts in the work. Zach wants to do well. We can do this. We can do this. And that's where the Jets now are. And they face their mortal sworn enemy, the one team they simply cannot beat. Next up. Now, the Patriots are imminently beatable. They're 0-2. They're a mediocre football team. They might be below mediocre. Probably that's a 7-10 football team this year. But the Jets can't beat them. The Jets have lost 14 consecutive games, 14, to the New England Patriots. Some of them ass kickings, some of them one or two plays that go awry, some of them blown leads, some of them blow outs. But they've lost 14 straight to a division foe. And let's face it, the Patriots haven't been good good since 2018. So they're still sweeping the Jets every single year, and they're not even good good. 
the Jets can't figure this out. They can't beat them. And they get the Patriots at home on Sunday. Patriots at MetLife are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Talk about disrespect. The Patriots are 0-2, and they're nearly a field goal favorite on the road, which would suggest that on a neutral site, the Patriots at 0-2 are six points better than a team that had Super Bowl aspirations two weeks ago. Garrett Wilson was asked about this and said, if we lose to the Patriots, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I was brought here to change this. Me and Sauce were brought here to change this. It's been 14 in a row. I'm sick of it. We're all sick of it. It can't happen. My question is, what if it does? What if it does? I mean, not to be melodramatic here, but this is pretty much the Jets' season. Because, yes, they got week one and they got a W in their pocket. That's good. Something the Patriots can't say. But you've already got the reality sinking in. Oh, my God. Zach Wilson's still trash. And the Patriots aren't even that good. If you lose at home to the Pats, you follow that up with the Chiefs the next week. If you lose to the Patriots for a fifth, straight time. And then you've got the Chiefs coming in and you're one and three. Do you really have any reason to believe that Zach Wilson and this Jets team can climb themselves out of two under 500 at the end of September? No matter who you bring in, Colt McCoy, Matt Ryan, whoever, I don't think so. This is such a massive game from a mentality standpoint, from a confidence standpoint to believe. Aaron Rodgers is not playing football again this year. It's just not happening, but he kept the door ajar. Um, watch what happens when you doubt me. Man, he would be insane at 40 years old to come back off an Achilles tear early because then that potentially, you know, ends his entire career if he if he takes the full year to come back, he's got a chance to still play a year, two years, whatever, have a back end of your career with the Jets. If he comes back in January and rushes this at 40 years old, it is possible that's it, that's your career, and you force your way to come back for what? What he's doing is keeping it ajar, I think, for a confidence standpoint, for both him and the team. For him, it's really hard and depressing to believe that everything that you believed that you wanted is over within four snaps. So just mentally, how do you make your way out of this? Rehab, doctors say it's possible. Cam Akers came back after five months a couple of years ago. You know what? Anything is possible. So you, you use that for yourself. So that the sun comes up every day. You use it for your team so that they have added motivation to remain uplifted and confident that there is something at the end of this rainbow. You know what? If we go 9-8, and eight, maybe Rodgers, maybe he comes back for the playoffs, then who knows? But if you were to tell them, that's it, Zach Wilson's your guy for 17 weeks, everybody sinks a little bit because that's the reality. The Jets really can't lose this game because it's another piece of confidence that would just fly out the window. You can't lose at home again. 
again to the Patriots when the Patriots are 0-2. You can't. Not where they are right now. They're in a very vulnerable mental spot. So this is, and for Garrett Wilson to say, like, we have to. This is unacceptable if we lose. Well, if you do, that's what all those guys think. We have to win this game. We have to win this game. If you don't, I don't want to know what happens. So it's only a week three between a 1-1 team and an 0-2 team. But it's pretty massive for the Jets. It's pretty freaking massive. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number on Twitter, DA on CBS. Brian tweets, I don't know about you guys of the East Coast, but you can get a Whopper anytime, any part of the day in Cali. Hence the slogan, your way right away at Burger King now. Only Mickey D's has time restrictions on those food items. The bell is anything all day as well. There's a bunch of listeners saying that, yes, you can get your Whopper this early in the morning. And King Curtis said he got it on the menu and it was fresh and freaking delicious. So they're not doing that around here, but I guess other parts of the country, BK, your way, Whopper, 7 a.m. each. It's crazy. We had a call from Alabama also call in and say, hey, I know I got, I can't get on the air, but I want to let you know that here in Alabama, we can get a Whopper anytime Amazing. as well, which Bell to show, hey, we think we have everything in New York City, but uh, clearly we don't. No. Because this is not a thing here. We, I cannot walk into a Burger King tomorrow and get a Whopper with cheese, you know, extra mayo. No, you can't do it. But Fatty Crackers is sending me an online breakfast menu where he is that says burgers for breakfast. What an option. What a delicious idea to have burgers for breakfast. Doug tweets, here you can get a Whopper at 645. That's how you do fat and sassy. Not wrong. The fattest, the sassiest, and the most spoiled thing you can do is crush hot Whoppers for breakfast. <laughs> it just feels like we have an opportunity for the Steelers and the Burger King you know, conglomerate to do the best collaboration ever, right? Yeah. I mean, you're selling Whoppers at 7 a.m. and people are eating them. Mike Tomlin says he wants fat, sassy, and spoiled fans. It's just a match made in heaven, right? right? It's so obvious. Sam tweets, DA, the 85 Bears won with Jim McMahon. The 2000 Ravens won with Trent Dilfer. This Jets team should be able to win with Zach Wilson if they are on that level. Well, let's be real. They're not. Number one, they're not the 85 Bears defense or else the Cowboys wouldn't have put 30 on them. They're not the 2000 Ravens. It's just they're not at that level. They don't have four or five future Hall of Famers like the 85 Bears did. They're not the Steel Curtain like the 78 Steelers. They're just, they're not a historically great defense no matter what they say. Secondly, let's be fair about Jim McMahon. At that point in time, he was a very, very good quarterback. That wasn't a game manager. That was an elite defense, but he was a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, and they had one of the greatest running backs of all time, Walter Payton, the all-time leading rusher. So not exactly apples to apples there. You're better... I think comp is when the the Broncos in 2015 won the Super Bowl and Peyton Manning was at the very tail end of his career. But even that version of Peyton is better than this version of Zach Wilson. And the game has changed dramatically since 85 and 2000. Look, in, in 1985, the Bears won the divisional round 20... 24 nothing, something like that. 
Then they shut out the Rams in the NFC Championship game, and then they gave up 10 points to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They gave up 10 total points in the entire postseason, two shutouts and 10 points in the Super Bowl. You would never do that now. There's just too much offense. There's too much quarterbacking. So you have to be able to put up points. At some point in time, you have to be able to put up points. Your quarterback has to make a couple of elite throws. Zach ain't it. When we come back here on the show, the story we've been waiting to talk about. Buffalo Bills fan found in a hole 30 feet down, covered in human waste. It's next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. We want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled. It is our job. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, baby. Mike Tomlin, my favorite head coach ever. He wants us to be fat, sassy, and spoiled. Well, how do you do? Thank you very much. I will. 21 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. As always, you can listen to the show on your phone using the free Odyssey app or the free CBS Sports app. Coming up, Stun to News brings us the story of a young man who is a true hero falling 40 feet into a hole and surviving, living to tell the day. I mean, of course, he was hopped up on LSD and cocaine, drunk as well, and rubbed himself full of human waste. But other than that, the guy's a hero. Kevin Stefanski said yesterday, Jerome Ford is now Cleveland's number one running back in the wake of the Nick Chubb injury. They also brought in Kareem Hunt to work out to talk to. They're working on other players to be a backup to Jerome Ford. There's two parts of this that have ramifications, bigger ramifications than just a Nick Chubb injury, which totally sucks. He's one of the great players of the NFL, one of the great dudes of the NFL, and to have him go down with that type of injury threatens his career, and it just feels like he's such a good guy, a great running back. It really sucks to see that happen. But the bigger picture thing here is look at the injuries to guys like Saquon Barkley, to Nick Chubb early in the season, and ask yourselves, well, is this why GMs don't want to pay running backs? It's an incredibly physically demanding and injury-prone position. And these guys get used up and spat out. And when you allocate a lot of money to guys that you basically guarantee don't play the entire year, it screws up your whole economic system. You know, you pay quarterbacks, but you definitely assume every year that they're going to play the entire season or else your season is totally screwed. I don't think you could do that afford to do that with running backs. You have to have many of them. Number two, if Jerome Ford splashes, and he looked very good on Monday night, if he ends up performing well and not maybe up to Nick Chubb standards, but, you know, they get 80% of the production, 90% of the production, it is, again, good for Jerome Ford, but bad for running backs in general because it will be more evidence that, yeah, you can plug and play guys. It's not like losing Aaron Rodgers when the Jets season's basically over and you've got to go to, you know, who's ever on the street. It's the next kind of depth chart is going to be pretty good. Then the other bigger picture is Deshaun Watson. And Watson's making $230 million guaranteed. 
And I was doing a bit yesterday about how Mel Tucker should have just basically said hello and goodbye, come into the Michigan State office every single day, say go team, sip his coffee, and earn his $90 million, which was guaranteed whether they won two games or 11 games, punch the clock, don't look at anybody, don't say anything to anybody, just collect that paycheck. And hey, if they want to buy you out, they buy you out, but at least you're getting $90 million coming to you. Instead, you had to mess around, have the affair, what have you, the allegations. He's trying to fight, but this is the only thing that could have taken away nearly $80 million still guaranteed from him. And one of our listeners said, maybe that's what Deshaun Watson's doing. And it's kind of a joke, but who knows? I mean, my guess is, my theory is, Deshaun Watson was Superman at Clemson. Deshaun Watson brought that Superman mentality to the NFL. He was fast. He was dynamic. He was strong for a quarterback. And the Texans let him get away with a lot of stuff, and he could play Superman. And then maybe that overconfidence, the arrogance, what have you, filtered into his personal life where he's asking those things of the masseuses, what have you. But then he comes back and... He's been embarrassed, humiliated, humbled. Maybe he lost the Superman. Maybe now, I mean, what quarterback gets two 15-yard face mask penalties in the same game and pushes an official? He's angry. Maybe he's embittered. Maybe he feels like he's a villain now. Maybe he's hearing stuff on social media or reading stuff online, hearing stuff in the stands, but... The Superman thing's gone. It got ripped away from it, maybe by being away from football for two years, whatever. I think that's it. Maybe he is punching the clock. Now, there are some rumblings that he's not put in the work. Is it possible he's like, I got $230 million guaranteed, and I just had this host of legal trouble. I'm going home. I'm playing Xbox. I'm dressing up in a giraffe onesie. I'll just hang out on Twitch with a bunch of 16-year-olds. No, don't even do that. Just play the video game. I'm going to get DoorDash, wake up, go to the facility, not say anything to anybody, play a little football, come home, and just keep getting that check on the 1st and 15th. I mean, (laughs) the only way I think that he doesn't get the 230, maybe there is, I don't know, is there a morality clause in that contract? Maybe there's no way he doesn't get all the 230, but... Yeah, maybe he is just punching the clock. Hey, I'm getting 2.30. I just got to keep showing up whether we win or lose. I don't know. But he certainly does not look like Superman anymore. And without Nick Chubb, that comes into focus even more. I I just, we usually go to the update at 30 past. Oh, okay. But I I just, I can't wait any longer. We usually do stunned after that. So many different emotions on so many different levels. I just can't wait. We got to get to the update, get to stunned, because this is just too good. That's a good, that's that's very good. Andrew Bogish has headlines. That apparently mean nothing before stunned. Uh, Shohei Otani announced his elbow surgery yesterday on social media. The post ending with Go Halos. 
Do we want to read anything into that? Is he just being nice on his way out the door? Does I think he so. maybe want to remain an angel? Yesterday's operation was not Tommy John surgery. Otani is expected to be ready to DH by opening day, then return to the mound in 2025. On the field, the Angels lost without him in Tampa Bay 6-2. The win did nothing, though, for the Rays in the AL East. They stayed two and a half games behind the Orioles, who were 9-5 winners in Houston. The Astros' AL West lead is shrinking. First offering here from Schreiber, hit back up the middle, pass Story in the center, a base hit. Simeon around third, he comes in to score the throw going into third, it hits off of Seager's back as he slides into the bag, it's backed up by Schreiber in foul ground, moving to second is Josh Young, he's got an RBI single, which puts Texas back into the lead 5-4. And they stayed there, winning 6-4 over the Red Sox. The snap of four-game skid. The Mariners, 7-2 winners in Oakland. So Texas and Seattle just a half game behind the Astros, who have now dropped 6-8. of eight. Padres lefty Blake Snell had a no-hitter through seven last night, but was pulled without objection, having thrown 104 pitches. The bullpen finally allowed a hit top nine. Then Xander Bogart had a two-run shot bottom nine for a 2-0 Padre win. In Atlanta, Ronald Acuna Jr. near in history. 1-1, swung on, drilled to center field. On the run and back to the center field wall is Rojas, but you'll watch it sail into the bushes. And Ronald Acuna Jr. has hit his second homer of the night. And RBI number 100. That's from Braves Radio. The home run, the key. Acuna now has 39 of them, one away from becoming the first player ever with 40 long balls and 60 steals in the same season. And since he stole his 67th base last night, a 40-70 season is very possible. His Braves beat the Phillies in this game 9-3. The Giants will not yet rule out Saquon Barkley and his ankle for tomorrow night's game at the Niners. And Joe Burrow's calf reportedly feeling better. He remains in some doubt for Monday night with the Rams. And the New York Liberty reaching round two of the WNBA playoffs for the first time since 2015, barely getting a two-game sweep of the Washington Mystics, 90-85 in overtime. The Liberty played the Sun or the Lynx in a best-of-five starting Sunday. Their decisive game three is tonight. And now, we are stunned. Yeah! It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. DA, let's go through the levels of idiocy just for a second. Please. The very bottom rung, your entry level idiocy, if you will, is say a Pat Boyle diving through a table outside a Notre Dame game to cricket, to nobody noticing. Right. Nobody egging him on, nobody even turning around. Exactly. Then in Buffalo, they jump through tables to cheers. Sometimes the table's on fire. There's other dangers involved in it. Mustard and ketchup all over you. Exactly. Then there's this. You could always, if neither one of those two things is good enough for you, you could always, before a Bills game, like this past one with the Raiders, you could get high. You could climb a fence. I saw some of that in Buffalo in the Mm. parking lot last season. You could fall into a ditch. I saw a fence as well. Okay. Uh, Before Bills Raiders Sunday, a still unnamed 29-year-old man took some drugs, maybe some LSD. Now, most of us would have been done for the day at that point. (laughs) 
But this guy went into a porta potty, took off all his clothes, covered his now naked body with the contents oh, of said porta potty. Oh. Sometime after that, it appears, somebody called security. Is when, this still pregame? Pregame. This is okay. all in the noon <laughs> Eastern hours, Sunday. <laughs> it's the other, other pregame show. <laughs> <laughs> that, that other pregame poop show. <laughs> so as security approaches, this dude, because he's going to make good decisions, runs <laughs> towards the construction site for the new Bill Stadium. He climbs a 10-foot fence and makes his first fall into the hole. He starts to run again and falls even farther down. Oh, my goodness. Now we're 30 feet below wow. sea level. I don't know how to explain it. Wow. There is even like a police helicopter on scene, and they say as they're hovering over this guy, laying in the hole, covered in porta potty remnants. With one hand, he gives them the peace sign. With the other, I'm guessing the middle finger. Yes. It took firefighters, medics, and officers about 20 minutes to get the dude out. He freely admitted weed, LSD, other stuff. And all he gets for apparently is a tr misdemeanor for trespassing was the only charge he was given on Monday. And he fell 30 to 40 feet down in the hole and escapes with only a scrape yes. on his forehead. Yeah. No broken bones, no sprained ankles, no anything. He just scraped his forehead. Imagine falling 40 feet into a hole and you don't break an ankle? You don't break a bone in your leg? I think it was two falls totaling 40. So an average 20-foot <laughs> fall still, still should do something. Two 20-foot falls? Like, do drugs make you tougher, too, on top of everything else? Well, I think maybe the the... Arms go limber. The body goes limp. That like, you're not like tense, like, oh, my God, I'm falling. That yes. you can just fall freely and happily. That yes. you somehow tumble better. Trust fall. But okay. you would think that with even in, under drugs, like, you would still suffer the injuries. Like, usually drugs, you don't feel the pain, perhaps. But he didn't even get hurt, apparently. I think it's like Gumby. I think once you take that many drugs, it's just like, ooh, you're floating like yeah. a snowflake. Now, what's the drug that you do? That makes you want to smear the contents of a porta potty all over. Yeah, well, I mean, he said LSD, and again, that I wish Bilotti was here. He is our resident drug right, expert, right. but that sounds like the culprit. LSD sounds like a thing that would make you do this. But I'm gonna guess there's a few delinquent D aliens out there that have done said drug and never had the intention to go smear human waste all over themselves. Yeah, I, I thought when I first saw this, he had fallen in the porta potty or the porta potty had fallen on him oh no and that it was a mistake or an accident that he was covered in waste but then i read the story and he purposefully did that. he signed up for it yeah i don't think he knew he had covered himself in the waste of a porta potty i think he thinks it was something else because when should. you're under lsd from my understanding is you hallucinate anything yeah. So he could have thought he was covering himself in flowers and roses and right. whatever, and it ended up being the contents of a porter potty, which is to wake up and realize what you've done to yourself. That would that that alone, I'd be like, all right, I'm done. That's actually a good point. He survived with only a scrape physically, but mentally and emotionally, the prison that you live in for the rest of your life that you willingly smeared that all over your body? Unless he has no memory of it, and therefore 
he like can't relive it. He knows it happened, but if he can't like remember the smell and the feel and the taste, maybe that's the, that's the one escape route he has from that. And of all the places to do it, a porta potty in Buffalo, which is just filled with Anchor Bar from last night and filled with Ugh. all types of. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather swim in an actual toilet than be involved with the what's in a porta potty that's just sitting there in that blue goo to like kill someone and it's just like um i mean it's just horrible and, and that sheriff's department is doing him a favor by not identifying him that's true because i think that maybe he doesn't remember you're right maybe he, he the drugs he was under he woke up maybe he was clean clothed and doesn't know what happened to him but as soon as his name gets out there and then we all know that this is the man who covered himself in porta potty stuff and fell 30 40 feet now again it's like my worst nightmare of being punched at a stadium this is like that times 500 i mean to be that person that would that would be the worst and not for nothing because i love bill's mafia but it kind of had to be buffalo right yes this guy that does this there had to be a 40 foot hole near the stadium <laughs> he had to go into the porta potty first he then had to traverse a 10-foot fence you said yeah there had to be police choppers trying to get him it kind of had to be bill's mafia like this doesn't happen at a colts game no the only thing we we're missing off the buffalo bingo card was cold it was not winter <laughs> right? yet otherwise yes. i mean that is about as perfect as it gets for buffalo if he was wearing zubaz that is my bingo card. He was wearing only one of those winter hats that with like the ear flaps you can pull down and tie under your chin. It's flannel. as a Bill's logo. And he's got boots on. But everything else, naked and poop. <laughs> he also has a Bruce Smith tattoo. Yeah. And my other question, too, is if you're the officer who gets the call and you hear this is the call. There's a man who's naked, who's covered in stuff from a porta potty and he's falling 40 feet. If you're in the area of Buffalo, are you even phased by this i mean this as you mentioned this is buffalo we kind of no. maybe would expect this from bills fans like no. do you think that officer is even like surprised or he's like oh it's just another sunday they are totally prepped for all worst case scenarios on sunday home games every <sighs> buffalo pd every security guard every emergency response they know that sunday mornings Bill's home game can get sideways. They had a guy fall off of the stadium to his death a couple of years ago, remember? Yeah, and I think we've seen video people um, falling into the porta-potties, like, from the top. So they probably even haven't encountered a porta-pottied person before. It's not the first time someone's had that on their on their person. And how many injuries happen because of people diving into tables? They must have a broken arm every single week or two. At Bill's home games. They should have one of those like army medical tents that's just set up right in the parking True. lot for those incidents. They it, probably do. It begs yeah. the question, guys, with the new stadium, do you think we'll see these types of hijinks? Uh, yeah. They're not getting new fans, right? <laughs> it's just a new building. <laughs> well, does it, you know, is it kind of like having your Uncle Rusty who when he comes over, he gets too drunk, you know, he stumbles out of the house, he says a few racist things. Is a little different if you ask him to go to a fancier dinner, like a fancier restaurant. Does he still act like that? I mean, only if they somehow price out regular people from this new building, which I think they wouldn't do. 
It's going to be the same clientele. They're going to behave the same way. I mean, now the stadium it apparently is going to be in Buffalo as opposed to Orchard Park. So I don't know. No, if it's that... right next to oh, it. Is yeah. right next to this, it. Okay, this, so... this hole was part of the construction <laughs> oh of right. the new stadium. Yeah, he might have fallen into the future Bills locker room. <laughs> yes, I'm saying this is the legacy. <laughs> this is the legacy of the new Buffalo Bills stadium right. now. Oh, you, my goodness. You've got to put... The field goal post in yeah. that hole where he fell. Right. If you thought like Jimmy Hoffa was buried inside <laughs> the old Meadowlands, like in some kind of like concrete tube, this guy could have died in the in the future Bills locker room on Sunday. <laughs> the future Bills locker. Oh man, that other other pregame show. <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> also on CBS Sports Network. <laughs> two CBS Sports Network two. CBS Sports, the Ocho. Yeah. Or the, the Nueve. We've gone past the Ocho. Yeah, Network, the Nueve. We have that other, other pregame show where we just watch Bill's Mafia stumble to their death while covered in feces. It's another job they wouldn't hire me for either. Not A10 basketball, not the other, other pregame show. <laughs> Coming up after that other, other pregame show, it's kite surfing. But right now, here's here's John in Buffalo, who seems to be stumbling to his death again. <laughs> From porta potty surfing in Buffalo to kite surfing in Kitty Hawk. All without bogus. Next. <laughs> Does Shine have a kid to host one of those shows yet? Does he have his own Noah Eagle? <laughs> I tell you what, if Cause Game Day is getting, you know, The Rock and Lil Wayne, you know, the other other shows getting like Vanilla Ice. <laughs> on the Nueve. When we come back here on the show, can we get simulcast on the Nueve? Possibly. <laughs> when we come back on the show, can Clemson regain its mojo this weekend? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership. Laugh and learn. Welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. A reminder with DA show is available on your phone via podcast. If you want to time shift, as they say, listen to the full four hours or the best of the show every single day in podcast form, plus the PGP, which is the permission granted podcast, the show about the show. Our poll question today, hurricane tight end Cam McCormick is petitioning the NCAA for a ninth Year of eligibility. He would be 26 years old next year. This is his eighth season due to a series of injuries. Plus, he redshirted his freshman year. Would you want to be a 26-year-old college football player? Vote in the web poll. Advanced analytics coming your way next hour. Speaking of college football, Clemson has slid off of the map of championship contenders and are not really in the conversation for the college football playoff. Perhaps we have dismissed them too soon, but I think for the last couple of years, it has certainly felt as though they've been good, not great. And because of it, anytime we see maybe a little hiccup here or there, people are about to kind of write them off. And this year, more so than ever, because of that opening loss, the Labor Day weekend loss at the hands of Duke. Clemson never loses to Duke. Contenders never lose to Duke, even if this is a better Duke team. We saw what appeared to be on national TV with the entire country watching the opening weekend to be a Clemson squad that just doesn't have it. It doesn't really matter what they did since then, beating up on Charleston Southern or FAU. Nobody's going to believe in them the rest of the way because there's always the Duke game and the ACC is just not very good. But this weekend, there is the chance for Clemson to reboot maybe a run to a potential ACC title and get some of their mojo back. They are still unranked because, again, you lose to Duke by 21 points and then you beat Charleston Southern and FAU and nobody cares. Everybody yawns. They also got beat by Tennessee in the Peach Bowl last year. So when they played your top-end competition, or the Orange Bowl, rather, they've not performed well. And if Duke is your top-end competition and you can't perform well, then people are like, eh. But they get Florida State in Death Valley on Saturday. And Clemson has always been, especially in this run, a really difficult place to play. And Florida State has yet to have that great team that we saw back when they won the national championship with Jameis Winston and Jimbo Fisher. This is really a shot for Clemson to 
win back credibility, to win back control of the ACC, and in some ways win back their season. Because Florida State looks like one of the best teams in the country, or at least they did early in the season. Then they struggled last weekend, and that was bizarre against Boston College. But emotional day at Chestnut Hill. It was the Red Bandana game, which is in honor of 9-11. And weather situation up in, in Massachusetts. So you can look at that and say, well, okay, Florida State on the road at BC squeaks out a win. But they still beat up on LSU, and that they still have Jordan Travis, and they still have all of this talent, and they're a top five team in America. They're number four in the country. It's amazing how Vegas views this game because one team on opening weekend beat LSU. The other team lost to Duke by three touchdowns, and this is a two-point spread. Florida State's favored by only two points. Granted, it's on the road at Clemson, but one team is unranked, one team's number four in the country. How often do you ever see a number four team in the country taking on an unranked squad and the line is two points? The favorite top five team is favored by two points against an unranked squad. Never. Vegas views this as... This is way closer than most people in America think. These two teams are pretty close. And Florida State going to Clemson has traditionally not been a good thing for Florida State. Tough place to play. And FSU might have had one great night against LSU. And maybe actually they're not that good if they're going to eke out a win over BC. So this is a chance this weekend for Clemson to get get its season back to keep the ACC championship in play. I mean, look, their only loss is non-conference. And I think to, to remain in a national championship conversation moving forward, maybe not even this year, maybe if you lose by three touchdowns to Duke, you know, and I'm talking about the non-conference loss of Florida State against LSU, or I should say the, the win over LSU rather was non-conference. The loss, obviously, that Clemson had against Duke is in the ACC. But the point is, for Clemson's kind of brand of competing for championships, it's taken a, a big hit the last couple of seasons. If they beat Florida State on Saturday, you know, it kind of changes the whole thing around again. So it's a big one, obviously, for both squads. And it's a noon Eastern kick on ABC. Hit us up on Twitter, DA on CBS. Or on the phones at 855-212-4227. Dixie Landan says, you know what? Perfect March Madness punishment right there. Got to get oiled up by the porta potty remnants. Cracked out. Crazy guy. How long does Pat have to stay in Colorado before he is messed up enough that he starts Porta John swimming and jumping into snow-covered tables naked to the parking lot? That's a good question. We said if we ever went on the road and we covered a, a boulder, a game in Boulder, a Colorado game. Boyle, who is doesn't seem to be all that worried about taking illicit substances. I wonder, maybe like by the third quarter he's porta potty swimming. That's on top. You know, that's kind of doing the freestyle on top of it. now in it, 
I think that we'd have to be there for a couple of weeks. At least a couple of nights. When we come back here on the show, let's talk a little NFL. Charles McDonald from Yahoo Sports is going to join us. And then after that, Steve Largent, NFL legend, is going to join us. So a lot of NFL straight ahead in hour number four. This is the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.